is KBD Radio. I'm Autumn McGar. Happy early holidays. Happy first snow, at least here in Chicago. Uh, today, we are chatting with Stephen Cooper, the principal designer and owner of Cooper Pacific Kitchens. Hi, Stephen. Great to be talking with you today. Hey, Autumn. So good that uh, we're able to take this time together. I'm excited about it. Yeah, me too. Now, just to kind of get right into it, Cooper Pacific identifies itself as a luxury design firm. Now, how do you define luxury? Like, what does that mean to you and and for your business's relationship with its clients? Yeah, I think that, you know, when I think of luxury, um, you know, we're all aware of luxury products and it's easy to think of a long list of luxury products. But I think more and more luxury is about something much more than you can buy. Um, it's to me, it's about the intangibles and those small but significant details that are thought about that become an integral part of the experience that we provide. For um, sure. You know, for I think for I think for products, you know, the bar has been raised so high that you know what we used to think of as special is kind of become commonplace. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the minimum standards continue to increase. So, you know, if we think about products, um, it's not to me that the product doesn't define luxury. More how you use it than the product itself. Yeah. And I, I think it's really, when I think of luxury, I, I like to think about a tailored or curated experience. Sure. It's not something that's off the rack. It's It really is about um, the thoughtful service that, the, the, yeah, there is the product, the tangible things that we can touch and see, but there has to be some kind of an emotional experience of something that kind of grabs you at your, you know, gut level and, Mm -hmm. and makes you feel a certain way. Yeah. So it's kind of individual for everyone. Yeah. And it is. And I think, you know, to that, in in that way, you, you really have to, you get there by paying attention to detail and you hope you get it right the first time. Right. You know, we should be creating memories and emotional experiences. And to me, that's luxury. It's, it's um, sort of that je ne sais quoi of a, an experience that is positive and satisfying. And yeah, there's a product there, but it has to be delivered in such a way that is beyond just the product itself. Yeah. And, you know, other other than, um, you know, what you said earlier about how, you know, products are always kind of being elevated and, and the bar is being set higher. How have you kind of seen the concept of luxury uh, evolve over the years? And, and what new elements are people most commonly asking for, like right now? Yeah, I mean, it, it evolves as everything inevitably does. Um, as I mentioned, you know, product standards, I think, have continually increased. But, mm-hmm. you know, really the the amount of information that we have available at our fingertips with the internet and all this, I feel like there's so much more information out there. The knowledge bases have increased and we just, we know more in general about what to expect. So it's challenging in the sense that we have to keep raising the bar daily, weekly, yearly, all the time, you know, to, to keep up with, I think, the the shift and the growth in, in that evolution of what luxury is and right. what people should be able to expect. For sure. And I think it's it's all about customization. You know, it's it's there's no longer you can't just have, you know, X number of colors or here's given sizes. You know, we're we're in a you know kitchen world and with cabinetry and appliances, but it's all about customization and providing unique product, a unique mm-hmm. experience that goes along with that. And, that, and I think that's what people really, really want is something special, something that is theirs and theirs alone. So more than, uh, you know, like a status thing, luxury is more of a, this is mine, it was made for me. 
Yeah, it's it's far more personal, I mm-hmm. think. Um, yeah, it's, you know, especially in our world, it's a lot of people, it's not your car. It's not the status symbol you're driving around the streets of L.A., which is right. hugely important here. But, <laughs> yeah, it's it's much more personal when you're inside someone's home and it's their space and, you know, their travel to these amazing places and hotel properties in the world and have further, I think, enhanced what is out there and what can be achieved and what they can have in their own personal space. And and that really yeah. makes it fun and challenging. You mentioned that, uh, you know, kind of uh, status symbols are sort of a thing in LA uh, where you're located. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering how has your location uh, impacted your clients' tastes and, and kind of their receptiveness to uh, new and exciting ideas? Yeah, I think it, I love being in LA in that sense. Um, there's so many new concepts and ideas that are formulated here, and you know, we, we talk about how things sort of start on the uh, west and east coast and move inward. I mean, I grew up in the Midwest, um, lived there for the first 18 years of my life, so I'm, I've got sort of that Midwest groundedness. But at the same time, I really appreciate the, the forward thinking. Um, fast uh, design and style pace that's that's set here and some of it doesn't work some of it does but that's the exciting part of it you know new directions new styles yeah and new ideas are are uh, you know started here but you have to still ground them in solid design principles and keep scale and form at the forefront and and figure out how those all uh, can come together I think the other part of it too is just the 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 number of artisans that have become available and that's not just Los Angeles it's you know some of the best people are in the flyover states that we're using um for to help us achieve our vision and products and resourcing things um you know we work primarily uh with firms here vendors and artisans in the in the US um we've made that shift away from some european vendors that we used to do there's just cool. so much talent here, and and yeah, it, it's fun to draw on all these various resources that we have to to achieve that design and vision that we we want to for our clients. For sure, and I bet I bet that could be considered you know part of a concept of luxury as well, just knowing where your product came from and kind of knowing the story behind it. Yeah, you know what? I think that's important. The story is it's one of those little things, but it makes a difference. It's what is the story? And, mm-hmm. you know, I guess L.A. Um, is all about the story out here. The, but with uh, this being you know, such a, a movie business and so many of our clients are involved in the industry in some way or fashion and sure. um, creating those stories is, is, is fun. Now, kind of switching switching topics a little bit, uh, but, you know, still speaking of stories, um you yourself started off as kind of more of a business finance guy. And, and I'm kind of wondering, how did that transition to the design side of the business happen for you? And, and and kind of how do you think starting off on that side of things has impacted your role as a designer moving forward? Yeah, it's um, I've been doing this for a very, very long time. We The company was started in 1986, so mm-hmm. we're a little over 35 years old. And um, I came out of... Um, school and pretty much started here right after graduation and had worked part-time prior to that. And at that time I was doing, um, whether it was accounting or management or HR, um, running the business, all those various sorts of things, but really not involved in design and sales. Um, And did that for a very, very long time. Um, Ran the business primarily. Um, so, you know, at that time, my dad could focus on design and sales mm-hmm. and doing what he liked to do. 
and it worked very, very well for a long time. But um, at that time, we had uh, three very competent and fantastic uh, design salespeople, um, one of which was my brother. Uh, he left the company um, and went into finance and moved to New York. Oh, wow. Uh, our senior, yep, big change for him <laughs> and a uh, huge pivot. <laughs> And it was always his um, his love uh, was finance, and he he decided to pursue that dream. Um, and then after that, the one of our senior designers had announced his retirement uh, when he turned sixty five. He was going to retire, and my dad in that time was in his seventies. And I kind of got to looking at this, thinking, "All right, um, pretty much the entire design sales staff was at you know within a few years it was going to be gone." Right, and I had the uh, very clear vision at that time that I needed to reinvent myself. Um, and so I did just that. And uh, yeah, um, I think all the experience at that point um, was invaluable and continues to be. Um, but I just threw myself passionately and wholeheartedly into design and of course sales um, and learned everything I could um, while, you know, these veterans were still available to me um, right. and they, you know, provided great um, resources and, and information with all their years of experience and they were happy to do that. So um, I had, so, you know, as an understudy to a couple uh, of real pros that, that was fantastic for me to be able to draw on that. Um, oh, and, you know, really after that, I just hit the ground running. Um, I think the first kitchen I sold was like close to a couple hundred thousand dollars. And I thought, okay, I think I can do this. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, I, I pretty quickly um, surrounded myself with uh, a fantastic group of people. Um, and, um, you know, people that are dedicated pros at what they do, um, super loyal. They've, uh, the folks have been with me for, you know, some decades. And I've got a wonderful team that I couldn't do without. Um, you know, we have vital roles in making this work and we rely on each other. Um, and it's just an incredibly talented group of people. And I'm just fortunate to, you know, lead the way into the future and be uh, in the position I am. Um, but again, it's having that team is just absolutely vital to to making this all work. Yeah, and I think absolutely. it's having, yeah, and just the, the um, I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate to have the had the chance and the um, the role in the company in those early years to do all that business stuff because you know we've been through a lot of recessions we've been through a lot of ups and downs and they will come again and I feel yeah. like I'm a little bit more prepared when that does happen um, so it's yeah it's been a challenging but amazing journey for me in in this and um, I I just really love what I do kind of looking ahead, what, what changes are you anticipating for your business in 2022 or, 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 you know, the opposite if, what, what do you think will stay the same? Um, you know, it's funny. I, uh, this morning met with a client and we went through the timeline and, you know, COVID has certainly pushed schedules out, uh, really, really further than they used to be. And we decided, well, it's, it's what we're here in October. And uh, our goal is to have our kitchen done by Thanksgiving of next year. So um, I feel like 2022 is almost already in the bag in some respects. Wow. We're already talking about having a kitchen done by, you know, uh, uh, nearly what, 13 months from now. 
yeah. but that's kind yeah. of the way of the world at the moment. So I, I think in some respects, 2022 feels like it's already done, even though it hasn't started. Um, <laughs> and I think, but you know, that being said, there's, you know, we're looking at some new exciting opportunities. Um, and I'm always, it's just every day there's something new that comes up. It seems like, um, you know, whether it's a project or new opportunity or, um, you know, we're always on the hunt for what's coming around the corner. And I think almost a better answer to that question is, you know, what is 2023 looking like? Yeah. I'm almost already looking at, at that far ahead, um, to see what, what's coming. Kind of the nature and of I, the And I, you know, part of that is, yeah, yeah. And, you know, part of that too, is we love to, um, hit the design shows. Uh, we're planning on hitting Euro Kachina, uh, next April. Uh, it was canceled here last time. So it's been about yeah. what, four years now since we've been there. Oh, wow. Things like that are super inspirational travel, um, you know, seeing other um, places in the world and properties and architecture and all that is just always super inspirational. And I think, um, but yeah, I think one big thing for me certainly is looking forward to uh, the European conference in April and, and seeing some of their exciting things that they have coming. It's, it's just always inspirational to be there and in the heart of Italy and the heart of design. Getting back out there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, we, um, we find ourselves over a period of time, um, you know, you, you, you kind of evolve with, you know, we, we started talking about luxury and what does that mean? And, and I think we've tried to, um, change our business to reflect that as well over a period of time. And, you know, it does affect the way you approach things and staff and it's a, it's, it's, you really have to carry that mindset, you know, from throughout uh, from the person that's answering the phone to the person delivering the product, um, you know, all the project managers, um, marketing staff, installation team, scheduling all of that it's it all has to you know reflect that level of service that we we have chosen to provide and try to provide our clients so yeah um yeah i I think you you never can sit still on those kind of things yeah i got to maintain a sort of plasticity especially i mean you know if if the last couple years have taught us anything (laughs) you know got to remain a little my gosh yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. And it's, yeah. And they're, they're, you know, at the same time, there has to be real reality checks for everyone. You oh, yeah. know, I, um, we're providing a vital resource, but you know, it's, it, it still is, um, you know, someone's home. It's, it's a very personal space, but, um, you know, with everything that's happened, we, we kind of remind ourselves that, you know, this is not life or death. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and unfortunately we've been in a, in a position here over the past couple of years to, to really be reminded of, of that. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, listen, Stephen, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. Yeah. Yeah. This has been fun. Um, and we, we always enjoy, um, seeing and listening to the, the interviews you guys do and, um, happy to be a part of it. Happy to have you. KBD Radio is hosted and produced by Autumn McGar with music by David Ayala. For more information about kitchen and bath design news, please visit our website at kitchenbathdesign.com.